Welcome to Impact Podcast. This show is all about how hard you fall and how risk and recovery fuel you towards greater things. We're all looking to ride our best ride and live our best life, and this involves facing risk. Risk, of course, is not the enemy, neither is pain or failure, but letting fear define you is. So Impact Podcast Series provides mountain biking, crash to recovery stories that inspire us to be more resilient riders. Each cast is going to start out with asking biking athletes for their gnarliest crash stories. We're talking diggers, stitches, spills, high-speed wobbles, over-the-bars, medevacs, skids, drops, falls, not to glorify our worst moments, but to show that they often set us up for success. What's up, everyone? A few weeks ago, I sat down with Will Veer at Bergmount Lodge in Berg, Vermont, and we recorded this podcast for you. In the interest of full disclosure, you should know that Will is more of a boarder than he is a biker, but he does love mountain biking, and he does some pretty insane stuff on mountains, and he was generous enough to help me get some audio content so I could play around with the software and launch a pilot episode for you. So without further ado, here is Impact episode number one um can i tell listeners about you sure just a little quick bio your sister helped me with this by the way okay definitely did some research uh all right so christmas of 2004 you got your first burton snowboard you started out on the bunny slope at burke mountain and eventually you started riding with some older guys um you got noticed by a couple people you definitely did some work with coaches and then you were a part of a film produced by our heart productions in 2009 then you were also featured in several films produced by no matter productions shout out to jet burrows you've competed in vermont new hampshire colorado california pennsylvania right Mm -hmm. and you also competed in the 2013 usa sa rail jam at the x games yep how was that uh pretty cool unreal right yeah was that in colorado yep that was in aspen you're sponsored by Burton, yep. and you just graduated from MVU Linden this past spring with a degree in mountain resort management. Yes. And aside from all of that, you're just a super good friend, and you are a trendsetter in our friend group. You're always the one coining up uh, new expressions, new ideas, and you've actually boasted before that you definitely invented the international phenomenon of bottle flipping. Just because I was good at it doesn't mean I invented it, but right. perhaps I did. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, before we drop into the conversation, where can people find you on social media? Will underscore Veer. Will underscore Veer. Pretty simple. Yeah. And uh, so Instagram, you can find him there. Actually, look for the, what is it? A broccoli a guy with a broccoli head? Yeah, that's my photo. What is that? Uh, I don't know. I found it on the internet and I thought it was funny. <laughs> so I put it as my profile photo so everybody could see it. Nice. Nice. Uh, so... You know that this show is about impact, so how hard you fall and how recovery fuels you towards greater things. So question number one of every show is going to be, what is your gnarliest crash story? Well, mine was definitely uh, when I was a sophomore in high school. I was at a competition at Loon Mountain in New Hampshire. Uh, First run of the day, we got there, and... I just made a stupid mistake, and I ended up falling uh, on the way to the competition, and I broke both of my wrists and five bones in my right hand, so 
that was that was the injury. So I went to uh, the hospital, and I ended up having surgery the next day. Then I had another surgery a few months later. So I was done for the season. And you were in cast on both your wrists. I remember that. Yep. For a while. Yeah. So that was a bummer. Uh, it so was, wait, that was your first run of the day. Literally, you didn't even get to compete. Yeah, first run of the day. So were you just like super mad at yourself? Like, what was going yeah, through your mind? Yeah. Um, first of all, I was just surprised because I'd never had anything that bad happen to me before. So I was like freaking out. But I snowboarded to the bottom, went into ski patrol. I knew something was wrong, and I said, I, I know I broke my wrist. I don't know. It just was hurting really bad. I thought it was adrenaline or whatever. But uh, they took my mittens off, and you could tell, like, one of my hands was a little crooked, and the other one was uh, really swelled up. So they tried to send me to Plymouth to the hospital, but we drove to Littleton instead just because it was more convenient. So we drove there, and... Uh, they knocked me out and reset my two wrists. Yeah. Then they said, Do you remember the pain of that? or? Yeah, I, I was just mad, but I remember it pretty clearly. So they couldn't do anything there. So after they reset them, they sent me to Dartmouth. And they did their own x-rays, and they said, you know, you got to get surgery. So they sent me home, and then the next morning I had surgery. They put a screw and two pins in my right hand. And then later that summer, I had the pins removed, but the screws stayed in there. So, yeah, what was going through your mind, like, for the competition? Because you're getting, like, fueled up for competition. Yeah. You're going down the mountain. What did you do? A general rule of thumb in snowboarding is, like, take what? your time on your first run and always look at everything if you're not familiar with it. Yeah, for sure. And just so you know, you know what to expect and so you have an idea of what to be prepared for. And I didn't do that. So I... Just came into this one rail uh, way too fast, and I fell. And I pretty much just, like, belly flopped, and my arms were under my body, so they just, like, got crushed. Yeah. And so uh, what the doctors thought that made it worse was, I don't remember how I stood up, but I think I pushed myself up with my oh, hands, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I kind of tweaked it a little bit. Because your adrenaline's going in that moment, yeah. so your body's, like, trying to protect you from the pain. Yeah, I, I remember falling, and I remember standing up and yelling to my coach i don't remember like when i pushed myself up so steve right yeah was he on the run with you yeah he was right behind me yeah was that the beginning of the season no that was in march that was march okay, 18th and then 12 days later was nationals and that was the first year i did the usasa circuit so that was the first year i qualified for nationals yeah. so that was a big bummer i was just pretty upset about that it probably affected, you couldn't use a keyboard or write yep. in school, it probably affected you. Yeah, so I took a month and a half off from school, which was awesome, <laughs> uh, and somehow it was approved, but I pretty much couldn't do anything. I, You'd think, oh, I just want to go home and play video games or anything, but you can't change the station on the TV, you can't do anything. So I pretty much just sat at home and watched the Game Show Network, so I pretty much just watched like Family Feud and... Uh, Price is Right and stuff for the whole summer. Yeah. Because I can't really do much. Yikes. Um, I think a lot of people easily forget, and I know I forget this, that failure is like a really big part of getting better. And no one wants to go down their first run of a competition day and fail that big. But how did that set you up for the next season? Going into the season of your junior year, what mentality did you have, especially like your first time on a mountain? Yeah, um... I was just excited to snowboard because I missed it a lot. So I actually got to go out 
uh, with some of my good friends my first day back, which was awesome. And we went in November, so it was pretty much as soon as I could. Uh, and that was really fun. We had a really good time. And it was pretty much, I was just kind of timid at first of, I just don't want that to happen again. Yeah. It was actually pretty funny when I was a kid and I first started snowboarding. My mom forced me to wear wrist guards. And I stopped for, I think, two years. So after that, I started wearing them again. And I've been wearing them since. But I had my wrist guards on and I was pretty confident after like a few like few weekends of riding. But it was definitely like, it was just a tough transition to get back into it. But it was definitely, I guess, motivation to, you know, do better than the previous year. Yeah. And going out with your friends. Because it's never really been about competition for you. It's mm-hmm. just you love being on the mountain. You love going down a slope with your friends. That's a big part of it for you. Yeah. I really enjoy the filming aspect of it. So I really try to film as much as possible, you know, film or get photos with my friends now. But throughout high school, I was like really focused on competition. So it was just kind of a different mindset at the time. It was definitely a a part of snowboarding that was like my favorite, I would say. I really enjoyed it, the traveling and everything. Yeah. Where's the coolest place or the best mountain that you've ever been to? That's a good question. The past few summers, I've gone to Oregon, to Mount Hood, and they are open all summer and it's a volcano yeah so that was pretty cool you just got back from there right yep yeah Yeah. i was there last month um okay a couple of random questions that i want to get in here how does uh creativity add to your training okay that's a good question as far as competition goes being creative is something that helps you stand out from the other competitors so what can you do that other people aren't doing that sets you apart from them so it doesn't have to be oh this if i do this it makes me the best. You could be like, oh, I do this, and it's just something for fun that nobody else is doing, which is something the judges kind of like sometimes. Yeah. What would you say to a seven-year-old who wants to get into a sport that has a lot of risk, either mountain biking or snowboarding or whatever that looks like, and someone who started off when he was super young, but your first board was like a plastic one from Walmart, like even before you got an official snowboard. Mm -hmm. So how do you go from that you know, just in your backyard tooling around to competing nationally and facing a lot of risk on huge jumps and tricks? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, pretty much it just comes down to, I guess you could call it passion, but just how much you enjoy something. So you figure it out at one point where you're like, oh, wow, this is this is something different than anything else I've done before. So you just put all your effort and time into it. And if you're able to do that, then 100%. Just, you know, focus on it. I think that's how a lot of people feel about mountain biking. That mm-hmm. was me the first day I went mountain biking. I was yeah. like, this is nothing like anything I've ever done. And sometimes it's different for everyone. Sometimes you know right off, and other times, say mountain biking, and it could be pouring rain your first day, and you'd be like, this is terrible. Right. It just happened to be unfortunate series of events or whatever. But yeah. sometimes it takes years or days or minutes to, you know, figure out you like something. Do you like every aspect of every jump that you go off of or every part of every slope? Or are there some things you just have to kind of grin and bear it? I don't know. Everything's so different. It's like you can become a professional snowboarder and not hit a single jump. You could ride big mountains in Alaska and, you know, it doesn't have to be one, like, uh, category, I guess you could say. So it's pretty much like finding what you enjoy. And then once you gravitate towards that, you just kind of expand on it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you gravitate towards a certain arena or facet of a sport, and then you just expand it. Yeah, because I think that's the same thing for me. When I first started biking, I thought that there was only one type of biking, and I found out very quickly that there's, you know, 18 different, like, 
streams branching out from like a single word of mm-hmm. biking. And I know the first time I went on a really intense ride with some people, they just love climbing mountains and I was just not about it. Yep. And then my first time on Gravity Park, I was like, oh my goodness, bike parks are for me. Mm-hmm. So finding what you like and going for it. Yeah. All right. Speed round question and answer. You okay. ready? Sure. Uh, what type of bike do you ride? Specialized. Mm-hmm. You just got a new one, right? Your dad just got you one? Yeah, it was a graduation gift. Yeah, it's a full suspension? Yep. Stump jumper stump or stunt jump jumper or something? Yeah, stump jumper. There's yeah. some stunts on it either way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Favorite trail at Kingdom Trails? Oh, that's a tough one. I don't know. I like Troll Stroll a lot. That's a classic yeah, one. Classic. Okay. Favorite place you've... Oh, I've already asked you that. Um, the b- b- best thing for someone to say when they see you bite it on a jump? Uh, instinctually, I'd say, are you okay? <laughs> and then maybe try it again, you know, lace it up. True. And then thing that you say when you nail a jump. I would just be like, oh, nice. I didn't fall. <laughs> uh, what's your most used emoji right now? Uh, the laughing, crying one. <laughs> uh, catchphrase of the day. I like perhaps and hard to say. Those are two Perhaps lines. hard to say. What was the one you just said? Lace it up? Lace it up? Yeah, that was just spur is that the a, moment. Is that a snowboarding thing? It can be, I guess. <laughs> Favorite Ninja Turtle? Michelangelo. Yeah. He classic. rides the board. All right, last question. What does riding your best ride and living your best life look like for you? I would say it feels like not worrying about anything else, just being in the moment and realizing that, you know, you're having a good time doing what you want. And whether that's by yourself or with friends or with a coach, no matter what, block out everything else and you're just doing it. As always, thank you for catching this episode of Impact. Next month, we're going to have even more content for you. That means more crash stories and more conversations surrounding this topic of facing risk and helping you become a more resilient rider. You can find us on social. My Insta is at KaleSands, K-A-Y-L. S-A-N-D-S. And you can also share your stories with us by emailing impact.podcast12 at gmail.com. That email is also the best way for you as a listener to pitch your ideas for the show and connect with our team for project collaboration and brand partnership. Of course, we're also going to unashamedly ask you to subscribe to the show and leave a comment wherever you stream your podcasts. Until next month, go ride your best ride and live your best life.